Hey everyone, welcome to We Ship It. Today we are taking a trip to Genovia. Indeed. We are going to be talking about Mia and Nicholas from The Princess Diaries. Do we ship it? Listen to find out. I'm Steph. And I'm Devin. So, of course, we love The Princess Diaries. Of I mean, course. Julie Andrews, mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway, Chris Pine. Here at We Ship It, this is a great freaking cast. And of course, so the passion between Nicholas and Mia, we had to talk about it. Um, not only is there a stellar cast and a great storyline, but we just have a place in our hearts for this whole thing. And also Joe. I'm going to shout out Joe right away. Joe, right off the, the main We love dude. Joe. Um, but of course, we knew we had to talk about the nerd turn princess Mia Thermopolis and her trip to the throne from being a high school student. So true. And Mia had a few opportunities on relationships throughout the two movies. But today we are focusing on... Nicholas and Mia. The first movie focuses on her transformation from high schooler to princess, but the second movie is where Nicholas and Mia meet and fall in love. So let's talk. Let's do it. But before we get into it, I just wanted to provide our spoiler alert and a brief summary. In the first movie, Mia Thermopolis has no idea she's royalty. I really relate to this girl in the first movie. Um, But finds out on her 16th birthday that her grandmother, Julie Andrews, is the queen of Genovia. And they need her to join up as the princess, essentially, because her dad has died. Like, she's the next person in line for the throne. So over the course of the movie, she goes from being this like nerdy girl to popular and then not so popular, but it's all because she finds out she's a princess Um, and she goes through like a makeover. She has these princess lessons with her grandmother. I don't know why, (laughs) but it's hilarious to me. I love that. Um, At first, she really doesn't think she's cut out for it. And in the end, she kind of thinks she's not going to end up taking it and becoming the princess, but in a turn of events at the end of the movie, after many trials with her high school friends and then many trials with her own friends and her family, um, she actually does decide to become princess. So then we see her in the, in the, at the end of the movie. She's like flying to Genovia. And then in the second movie, we see her as the princess and she's mm. flying into Genovia for a after a bunch of years being there, but she's just doing the flying again, which I thought was unique that they ended the movie that way and then started the movie that way. Um, But we see her after a few years, a bunch of her friends are like doing stuff, going to grad school or, you know, in a band or whatever. But she is the princess of Genovia. And essentially this awkward thing happens after her 21st birthday ball. Well, she meets Nicholas and they sort of have like a little thing, but then they find out this girl needs to get married in order to, become queen which is always an awkward situation so they give her 30 days to do that and she dates a bit she dates this guy named andrew he's the duke of kenilworth um but the whole time you know she doesn't really have that spark with him although he's a really good guy um and her and nicholas keep running into each other and she like really likes nicholas um but the whole time (laughs) like he's being manipulated by his uncle to sort of romance her and to woo her into falling in love with him and then taking the crown for himself Um, However, 
after one day, you know, he's doing this and then one day he sees her talking to a bunch of children who are in an orphanage and he's just like, wow, like she's actually a good person. Uh, so he tells his uncle that he can't do it anymore and essentially um, really starts to fall in love with her. And then one day Mia stops trusting him because essentially she sees a reporter taking pictures and she thinks it's like his doing. Um, and then from there, like they go through like all these spats and things. Um, but then she, I don't know where I'm going with this next. Oh yes. And then at the end, she's sitting on the throne before her coronation and he comes up and he proposes to her, which, Oh my gosh, I love that moment so much. And then when they kiss, both of her legs go up, which is even more powerful (laughs) than just one foot pop. You know what I'm saying? Which we'll get to very shortly. Oh yes, we will. Right right away but essentially they end up together she ends up becoming queen of genovia and it's just a great movie all around so oh and then we can't forget julie andrews and her joe also get hitched which is awesome yeah Um, so good i know such a thing so with that let's just hop right into our first question let's do it all right devin do you think mia puts too much thought into that first kiss moment or is this something to believe in Hmm, I think every person, especially teenagers, has this mentality when they're in a relationship. Um, They want that first kiss to just Mm -hmm. be magic. Yep. Um, For it to be absolutely perfect, they envision the scene and the lighting and the music and Mm -hmm. everything. So, no, I don't think Mia is out of the ordinary for wanting that perfect pop. Typical Um, high school. Absolutely. If you can't believe in moments like these, what is there to believe in? Exactly. Devin, Mm -hmm. you're 100% right, dude. I completely, like, relate to this. I mean, when you're in high school, first of all, you have just over-the-top ideas of what romance is all supposed to be about. Um, (laughs) It's not hormones or anything. (laughs) Oh, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, But what's actually great is that we do see in the end that she gets her foot pop, and then in the end, the end, in the next movie, she gets two foot pops. So I'm just like, you know, if that was her indication of real romance, it, it was true because the guys that both guys that really cared for her were the ones that she felt like a romantic moment with and i just think it's cute mm-hmm. i think that like her her thinking that is just adorable it's not like overly like sexualized or anything she's not like oh i need to like feel some type of way to know i'm into a guy or we need to go out and like run run away together or whatever she's just like i want my foot pop that's what i want <laughs> that's and all I'm i like, want that is, please that is awesome <laughs> and i love that her mom laughs at her the first time she talks about it too pop. <laughs> the pop just the pop (laughs) I hope you get your foot pop like that is great Um, but yeah I don't think it's too much yeah yeah I don't think it's too much I think it's actually like just a really cute little thing that they they incorporate really well throughout the two movies Mm -hmm. I agree cool alright so moving forward do you blame Mia for falling for Josh's fake facade and initially choosing him over Michael Josh Josh Okay, and we'll talk about this later, I'm sure. I really liked Michael. I was sad that he didn't show up in the second Mm. one. Um, But as far as, like, Josh goes, she's a high schooler. Like, I would have fallen for it, too. (laughs) If it's the guy that, like, if it's the guy that you, like, have loved for a really long time or, like, loved from afar for a really long time, again, you're in high school. You have these emotions you can't even parse. Like, I don't blame her. I mean, 
it was stupid and foolish, but at the same time, like, and like when he goes, um, I'm sorry that she's treating you like that. Like some people are just looking for fame and I'm just like, he's really, he's outlining his own wishes right, right. now, but she's too naive to see it. So I don't blame her. Um, but I'm really glad that it didn't take her that long to figure out like this guy sucks. Um, I hate but, how it yeah, happens, but I know it's so awkward, but Devin, what do you think? So I mean, I don't know. She she should have known better than to believe this meathead. Ah, oh, the grossest. Ah, uh, he never found interest in her before, and even made fun of her in front of others. So I don't understand, like, why she was just like, "Oh yeah, he 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 loves me." <laughs> but again, it's high school. However, I do understand where she's coming from. Mm-hmm. She's been dreaming of smacking lips with this dude for quite some time. Heck yeah. <laughs> so when he falls into her lap, she can't help but to get overwhelmed by it all. Um, Michael deserves so much more he than does. having to reschedule their date after he oh finally gosh. found the courage to ask her out. Unbelievable. Uh, It's true. Michael deserves so much more in general (laughs) from the writers of this film. Just saying. But moving on to the Mm -hmm. third question. Quote, I'm sure grandma, but I dream of love, not fondness. Do you think Mia is caught up in bliss or too caught up in bliss to believe this? Hmm. Isn't some aspect of love always blissful? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, not always. Not, not always, always, but so no, I don't think Mia is being naive here. I think she's just speaking from her heart. Um, we live our whole lives in search of love. Fondness is good and all, but it doesn't fill that void of true love. And Mia deserves that. I, mm-hmm. I think, like after everything, I think she deserves that in the end. Yeah, I agree. I think. I think everyone deserves that in truth. Like, but you always see this sort of dilemma in these movies about like princesses and the arranged marriage. And Mm -hmm. even it it shows its face in a lot of different things. Like even a new girl, we see Cece going through it. And (laughs) I think what ultimately when we're young, we don't really have the capability to see that fondness can lead to a nice and good and happy marriage. But Mm -hmm. I think it's also a truthful thing to to, to think that like ultimately in those times when it's going to get hard in marriage because it always does you need to be able to fall back on some sort of feeling that unites the two of you and that's love that's what love sort of is it solidifies like your feelings for someone even in a moment that you maybe don't like them so much so true um so that's why i think like you know, it's important for her to say this and to make this stand for herself. And she found someone in 30 days anyway. So it's not really a problem. (laughs) She found someone that she actually loves. So it's fine. What a pro. (laughs) Exactly. She was was made to be forced into marriage too early for for sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next. Why does it just not work between Mia and Andrew? What are they missing? The spark. The I mean, spark. it's just the truth. Like, and they even admit it, which is one of my favorite little moments between like uh, an ending relationship that I've like ever mm-hmm. seen. I forgot about this scene, but the two of them come together, and he's like, "There's no spark there." They like kiss, and they're both like, right. "I know." And and, they, and like, he like forces it too. Like, did you feel anything? He's like, yeah, she's no. Like, no. And she's like, "Good," because I didn't either. Good. Yeah, it's like the most amicable of breakups in the right. world, and like to me, that's just so adult. And like so often, this is not how it comes across. You 
usually like you'd be seeing Mia as like the bad guy and Andrew would be pissed. But it's just like a really good wrap up of what happened there. And they're just they're missing like what her and Nicholas have, which is the I'm falling in a fountain and like kissing you. And like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, give it to him. But um, but yeah, no, I mean, I love the two of them because they have such a passion and her and Andrew just didn't he was a great guy i totally oh, would have yeah, supported totally. them i would have shipped it too i just don't ship it as much i don't think mm-hmm. what about you dev like you said the sparks they are essentially the perfect match for each other on paper but mm-hmm. they are missing that something special that cannot be replicated on paper yeah um there's no physical attraction between them and it shows they don't connect on a deeper level their love quote unquote if you want to call it that is only surface level they are much better friends than they are lovers so like i agree that scene is so unique for this Mm -hmm. movie um just because i mean they do get that kind of like understanding of like where they're at and it's and it's painful to see them okay we've had this conversation yet we're still going to continue with the wedding because and we'll get to this very shortly um and another question about andrew but um Cause he's just like, I understand what this means to you and we're going to go through with this regardless of whether or not this is love. We're still going to fall through with this, which is painful. So yeah. painful to watch. It is. But like, it's also just like so freeing at that time. Cause you think mm-hmm. like maybe one of them is going to be upset with the other one, but you're like, okay, no, this is, they both understand this. Like I feel, I don't feel the anxiety that I feel in most movies where a girl has to let a guy down, like in the notebook. Oh my oh, gosh. No. In the notebook. Oh no. When she has to like tell him, yes. she's like, yeah, no, I'm just like, Oh, kills me every time. But, um, either way, moving on. When do you think the moment is that these two, Nick and Mia, that is both fall for each other. Is it the same for each person? Hmm. Would it be too soon to say at her birthday ball? <laughs> Honestly, I feel that. I really do. They Although, s- go ahead, go ahead. They simply had, like, instant chemistry, right? Like, however, I don't think Mia truly falls for Nick until she makes the choice to escape out her window and to be yep. rescued by her Prince Charming, oh, in a yeah. sense. Um, yeah, she finally yeah, makes yeah. a choice for herself and follows her heart. For Nick, I think he falls for her when she stops the parade and has the orphanage join her as they march together. He recognizes her genuine love for people, which he finds attractive. Nick Mm -hmm. later takes a stand against his power-hungry uncle when he says, quote, she believes in Genovia so much that she's convinced herself to marry someone that she knows she can never love. Um, So he recognizes her her self-sacrifice for her people and he loves her for it yeah no i i think i think they do have a spark at her birthday Mm -hmm. i wouldn't say that they like fall in love with each other at her birthday i think mia recognizes sooner than he does that she has like feelings for him i don't necessarily know like when she falls and i think yeah you're probably right when she goes out the window and like they're like having their moment but Nick, 100%, it's at that moment when he's talking or when he sees her with the orphans. Like, because he's willing to, like, deceive her until that time. And then he realizes that his feelings for her are stronger than his feelings that he needs to please his uncle or that he needs to get the throne or whatever it is that his initial Mm -hmm. goals were. And that's partly why... So before we even 
jumped into this conversation. I told you I preferred Michael. I kind of forgot the second <laughs> movie. Um, but honestly, like, uh, Michael never, like, faltered in his feel like he he faltered when he knew she liked someone else he was very consistent he was consistent nicholas i i think i remember not liking because i didn't like the way it started i -hmm. didn't like that he was deceiving under false pretenses yeah and like it it just kind of bugs me that like that's why that's the reason why they had the spark was because of his falseness um but honestly after that i think he more than makes up for it um in the moment when he like stands up to his uncle and he he gives up like even as a young man he doesn't fall into the pressure of the people around him so i think that that is a big moment of change for nicholas and that's when you recognize oh he really does love her even though the way that this started was not necessarily right. kosher. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not the best of ways not no. the greatest <laughs> all right moving on why do you think mia falls for nick why why do you think i think so in the beginning and this is something that um we i talk about a lot on this podcast which is um you know you connect with someone when they're the only person in the room that you're on the same level as and i don't Mm -hmm. mean level like oh we're better than everyone else i mean like um there's like a connection and i don't want to say like spiritual but it's like somewhere deep down in your soul where like the two of you just connect and like you recognize that that's the person in the room that is like like you that like can reach that level with you um and i think at the ball you can see that she's just struggling like she's not connecting with anyone there right there's no good vibes going on exactly and then when he takes her hand to to dance with her it's like instantly she can just be herself with him and she's like thanks for rescuing me basically (laughs) um and it's just a moment where it's like none of those other people could connect with her at the level she needed them to. Um, So they weren't meant for her. And I think that that's ultimately why she falls for him. It stems from the very beginning, but you can see it throughout. Like as they go through all these different things, he just meets her at a a level of reality that others don't. Like when she's running away from her housemaids or whatever, and she ends up in the closet with him, (laughs) like she's running away from the housemaids and everyone in the castle because they're all people that just like, she can't, connect to can't relate with but him she sees him and it's like they're almost like telepathically communicating and they need that moment like to clear the air and come together and talk about it because they just they meet each other at that level um so i think that's ultimately what fosters it other than that they have like a huge tension like you know what kind of tension i'm talking about (laughs) the the whole time and i mean chris pine just does this well in general i mean he's chris brown oh chris Chris pine Pine. (laughs) don't even get me started um but the two of them have that smolder and so i think it's like the fact that they meet on a different level but then also that they have this attraction that just really makes her fall head over heels for him so what about you devin what do you think same um yeah <laughs> like you said he's he's chris pine so i mean chris, yeah, oh my gosh i said i said it wrong again chris, chris pine. pine how can you not fall for this dude Ooh, um but level. regardless i think um she finds comfort in him mm-hmm. and also there's a physical attraction towards him that she doesn't get <laughs> anywhere <gonna> else <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you you can't deny it he understands what's what she's going through and is there to support her like through all of her questioning and doubts and making sure that she's doing the right thing he's kind of there in the background to like you're doing like you're doing fine like you're making the right choices like you're doing great and even though at the time he's doing it to mess with her almost um 
he's still that comforting person that she can return to at the end of the day, which. Yeah, I do like that. They kind of rely on each other in that way, which is nice. Um, Next question. Is it okay to force your heart into love? And what are your thoughts on Andrew still going through with the wedding after everything that's happened? Uh, Like I said, Andrew, man, what a guy. Poor guy. Like, honestly. (laughs) I think there are certain situations where your heart can learn to love. But Mm -hmm, if we're talking about a healthy relationship, then no, it's not okay. Mm -hmm. You can only force it so far, but it will never be true. And Andrew is such a gentleman. Even though they both know that they don't love each other, Andrew is willing to sacrifice his heart so that Mia gets the opportunity to rule Genovia. Mm -hmm. Like, come on, what a guy. He's, I know. And he's so thankful when she later calls it off. It's almost endearing. Like, he's like, thank you. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> and she's like, well, I have to tell the whole kingdom. He's like, well, I have to tell my mother. And they both say, good yeah. luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. I, you know, I don't want to call it weakness. Like, there's a moment where I'm like, if he felt this way, he should have told her, like, not just waited for her to tell him. Um, I just think he's too respectable and too much of a gentleman. To I think so, too. That's why against. I don't call it weakness. I call it like um, a mistake. But um, mm-hmm. I think that ultimately, um, I, I don't think it's OK to force your heart into love. But like you said, there are instances where people can come around to love someone over time um i don't think that in the moment though of forcing your heart to tr- try and love someone i don't think it ever works out well so i just mm-hmm. would never recommend it and um andrew you know i i don't want to call it weakness like i said but he could have he could have told her his feelings at the very least i don't know and then on top of that like I don't know, like Mia was the brave one in that moment to me. Like she was the one oh, who totally. sort of, you know what he, I mean? If, and if she didn't stop, he they would have gone through with it. Like he would have been yep. a- he accepting been of it. unhappy. And, right. But like he also had like in his family, he said a lot of people had gone through arranged marriages and so had her family. And he's like, so I have a lot of faith and hope in this. So perhaps it could be that he just had faith that it would work out because mm-hmm. it always has for his family. But I still think that he should have been more, more true to himself. Um, and what do you say about the girl that he loves? Like if he couldn't stand up for their relationship, oh, like poor girl, just saying like for real. Um, but those are my only thoughts on Andrew. I really do like him. Yeah. He's a good guy. All right. Moving on. A quick shout out to Clarice and Joe. Yeah, we already man. were talking about our love for them. So oh, I love what them. are your thoughts on their relationship? And do you respect Clarice for honoring her duty to her country over her heart? Uh, wait, they don't get married? They do. Oh, so what do you mean? Oh, okay. You but, mean at but first. For so you long. mean at first. Yeah, at first. At first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I love, I love Clarice and Joe. I can't even get over so it. Like he is the most faithful dude. And oh. I I liked him as one of my favorite characters from the first movie on. Like I just really? have always loved Joe. Um I think he's one of those classic, like dependable characters that like just really make a difference in the plot line. Um he's like a father figure to Mia. Like he's yeah. just amazing. Um and yeah, I really I do respect like Julie Andrews. I'm gonna call her Julie Andrews because I don't know her as Clarice for some reason. It just doesn't <laughs> stick in my head. Um I have a lot of respect for her, like putting her duty to her country and her granddaughter before him. But then in the end I think like finally they have their moment, which is right. which is awesome. 
So um, good. Yeah, they're really cute. But what do you think, Devin? These two are the cutest. Honestly, Julie Andrews alone is simply the cutest, but their honorable respect and love for each other is intoxicating. Mm-hmm. Their dance scene when so he just swoops it when she's playing the music and he like swoops in and like I'm going to take this time for a yes, dance. Yes sir. Yes sir. <clears throat> oh. I'm so glad these two got their happy ending. I do have to give it to Clarice as she is torn between what is deemed right by following her duty and her heart. Um, she handles this situation with poise, like right on, good for you. Like, she, but I know she's aching on the inside. I know. Like, it's, it's so sad. hard to like what is right, and I don't know if I don't know what is the right choice, but whether or not she made the right choice by postponing or whatnot. But mm-hmm. I'm glad that she finally found the courage, and now that she was, she saw her granddaughter mm-hmm. do what make she a, make a bold do. choice too. So she was like, you know what? I'm going to make a bold choice too, and we're going to get married today, everybody. <laughs> oh, I love that. Love so it. Cute. Yes, indeed. Um, oh, geez, hold on a second. Okay. Uh, so next question. Mm-hmm. In the words of Princess Mia. Quote, everyone deserves the chance to find true love, right? And I'd like to follow that up with, is it ever too late for love? Devin, what do you think? (laughs) I agree. Everyone deserves to find true love. We are all worth living, no matter your age, height, weight, your past mistakes, or the demons in your closet. Everyone is worth loving. And no, I, I don't think it's ever too late for love. So many people don't find their true love until years later or they follow their ambitions rather than their heart. Clarice and Joe are a prime example. Love has no age. I love it. Oh, are you done? Okay, okay. <laughs> it's never too late for love. I don't never. really have too much to say. Like, go get it, girl. That's all I was saying <laughs> the whole time to Julie Come Andrew. on. Or guy. I mean, Joe was getting it, though. He was trying yes, to get it the whole time. Good and then Julie him. Andrews, like, good for you. Um, everyone does deserve the chance to find true love if that's what they're called to. Like, everyone has a different, you know, vocation in life. And but But if you truly desire, like, to the connection with someone else in this way. You have every right to go get it. And who cares if you're 16 or if you're 200, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Or dead, you know, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) Yeah, so I fully respect all of them. I love it. So with that being said, do you feel cheated at the end of the film by not having a wedding between Mia and Nick and only getting his return and a pronouncement of his love for her? Well, the pronouncement itself is pretty satisfying, but I mm-hmm. mean, I do like think that we, the the watchers, this is supposed to be like fairy tale central, right? <laughs> it's like supposed to be like, oh, someone who's like me is a princess and like getting everything she wants. Like it's supposed to be like that. Um, so I do feel a little bit cheated, but ultimately here's why I'm not convinced that you should feel totally cheated. Mm-hmm. Um, because Nicholas was a sly character until we realized he stopped being a sly character. I think the reason maybe they didn't have them get married at the end, like it would have just been like, okay, she's co- she's queen now. And here's this guy that was trying to become king and he became king. He didn't really deserve it after all of his actions. Right. Like, I think they left it up to us to, to try and understand what happens later because Mia in all of her honorable intentions and actions deserved to be queen. 
he didn't necessarily deserve to be king, but I think that what ended up happening was he did deserve to like be loved by her because he renounced all that he was doing to try and get the throne. And I think it would have been an awkward like ending for them to be like, yeah, this guy was trying to get the throne through like bad means and now he has it because he <laughs> renounced his bad means. And it's just sort of like that too would have been unsatisfying. What I would have liked to see, which maybe Princess Diaries 3, mm -hmm. I don't know. What I would have liked to see is her get... Um, go through the coronation and then several years later, like down the road. Correct. Because what, what ultimately it means is that she didn't have to get married in 30 days. Like she could become queen by her own rightful uh, self and then get married later whenever she wanted to. Mm -hmm. So I would have liked to see an epilogue that was like, okay, now they're getting married or something yeah, or like that. Yeah, at least like a quick little like, because at the end they were like showing pictures or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, please just show me one snippet that's like okay i can confirm that this happened maybe it'll be the third one although they probably will look a little bit older in the third one so is that happening is it definite i think it's definite i'm pretty sure it's definite i'm excited for it regardless. i'm very excited whatever it is we'll have to record a new episode when it yeah, absolutely with how the guys just come in and go out who knows if chris pine will even be in the third one right <laughs> but i i feel like i like mm -hmm. you, I, I kind of feel like I like we are cheated. I don't know. We're expecting this grand love story. We've been following it throughout the film, mm -hmm. and we want this this grand conclusion. And I don't know. I I think we fall flat. Like we get everything up to it, and then it just stops. Um, I get that it's supposed to be all about Mia and her rise to being queen, but can't she also get married because she chooses to, not because she's forced into it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. however i will say that if they did rush into marriage then i would feel like they didn't they did it just to do it it wasn't because of love um it would have felt too fast paced Rushed. yeah mm -hmm. um because i think that they have this love but to just jump right into it would have been too much and also like you said there's the false pretenses at the beginning don't really make a healthy start for them no to just jump right into marriage so um maybe this is the ending we all needed but not the one we wanted yeah boo but, but still <laughs> there's hope I there's mean, always they, they, hope they ended together technically they're just yeah not yeah they're definitely together but we'll see if they are in the third one um okay <laughs> next question let's hash it out do you think she should have ended up with michael or nick uh, I was never really a big Michael fan. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm it, sorry. I know I might get a lot of slack for this. Um, I love that he recognizes her for who she is and saw her when she was a nobody. But mm -hmm. I just feel like I didn't get enough of their relationship to want more of their relationship, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. So no, I'm I know. It sort of ended. And it yeah, was like, okay. So I'm more partial to Nick rather than michael i don't know yeah i mean i want to say i'm more partial to nick because i really think they have a great passion but like you said it's i think more because we've seen more of him like we never got to see the five years where maybe she was with michael for a bit maybe it did end up terrible mm -hmm. but during that movie i just really felt like 
okay, in the next movie, Michael's going to come back and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> and I really expected the, the thing to be that she would be falling. She would be in between like a prince and Michael. Oh, but then like that wasn't it. It was like he just, oh, you know, I know you're wondering about Michael. He's not in the picture anymore because he's doing his own he's thing. And I was like, that is such BS, dude. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, I, I can't say like if we would have gotten more content of Michael, like how I would actually feel. Originally, I was going to come on here and say it should be Michael. But in truth, Nicholas isn't a bad dude. And honestly, they're pretty good together. They're pretty hot. They together. are. So I, I think I'm on the Nick train. I think I am now there. Cool. Um, so we got go her, ahead. guys. We got her. <laughs> yeah. Next question. Do we ship it? Yeah, I think I do. You I do? Mean, I don't like that, like, he. it started out in this weird way that he was, like, lying to her. But he did turn himself around with honorable intentions. And it was, they're really freaking hot. So I'm all about it. Devin, what do you think? See, I thought, like, I initially was like, yes, I ship it. And then oh, as oh I'm, no. like, talking more about it, I'm like. Devin, we switched I, each other. No, I feel like I have more of a partial ship it. Like, <laughs> yes, I ship it, but it's not, like, wholesome yet. Like, mm-hmm. I don't they have need a to get married. Ship. They need to get married. Well, we need just to see because, it. like, I wanted to see more of that ending. Like, mm-hmm. they both had such character arcs. And then, like I said, like, we just end and we don't get that full closure. And mm-hmm. because of that missing link, in a sense, I, mm-hmm. I can't fully just be like, yeah, like, passion's great. But also you have to have more than that. Too. More than passion. So I don't, yep. I don't know. Yes. You need to see some stability. I ship it, but I want more. I want more. I agree. I, that's, I'll, I'll agree with that, with that sentiment. Okay. Um, cool. But yeah, and there you have it. Those are our thoughts on Mia and Nicholas and also Michael and also Julie Andrews and Joe and all of them. <laughs> you say um, Julie Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> now let's hear from a commenter. Oops, I added the comment to the wrong section. Sorry, Devin, but I'm just going to read it now. Okay, let's hear from a commenter. So, this comment comes from Joe. Oh, how ironic that he also shares (laughs) my favorite character's name. Um, (laughs) Hi, Joe. Thank you for writing in. (laughs) Joe says, Nicholas and Mia have that passion. Even when Nicholas is just using her, the two of them have something there. I am not going to lie. I really did like Michael, but Nicholas just brings a whole new level of passion to Mia's life. And I really like the whole story. Just had to mention how much I friggin' love Julie Andrews too. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Thanks, oh Joe. my gosh. I think I agree with Joe it's just perfect. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, thank you, Joe, for sending that in. Truly appreciate it, man. We do. And then, Devin, it's your time now to let us know. Time to shine. Who are we going to be talking about next week? (laughs) She's the cutest. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so next week we are going to be talking about Giselle and Robert from Enchanted. We had to talk about these two as it's such a cool and unique humorous tale that flips back and forth between cartoon and reality. Um, It's the perfect addition to our season two Disney season. Yeah, yep, can't wait. And of course, if you like what you're hearing, please rate and review or subscribe to our podcast. We love you guys. Yes, and we'd love to hear from you all, either to join us for an episode or submit a comment. Reach out to us by emailing weshipitpodcast at gmail.com to find us. Oh, 
or find us on social media. (laughs) Yes, do that. And that's a wrap. See you next time, shippers. Remember, the brave may not live forever, but the cautious do not live at all. (laughs) Ha ha. See you guys. Bye, guys.